daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Today is a crossover. Joining me is Locked On Phillies host, Dan Wilson. Dan, happy Thursday. It's Thursday, November 18th. It's one week from Thanksgiving today, and it's 75 degrees outside here in Richmond, Virginia. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's not just Thursday, Josh Neighbors. We are recording this just hours beforehand. It is Bryce That's wins right. the MVP day. Uh, Bryce Harper, of course, known very well, uh, polarizing, depending on who you ask, in the Philadelphia to Washington, D.C. corridor. Uh, it does appear like he is going to win it today. Of course, Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals is up for this award as well. He is one of the finalists. I'm sure we will get into all of that and more. But you're right. 75 degrees this late into November. It's gross. Like, I, you know, I like warm weather as much as the next person. It's a little bit cooler here in the Philadelphia area for the record. But uh, I don't it think it's been... that bad. Hold on, I'll, hold on. I'll, I'll count. On. I think it's fine. It's going to get really cold. That's it. That's coming. Why can't we just enjoy a little more warmth just for a couple more days? I, well, we can have warmth, but it's unseasonably warm. Like, I don't want a tease of cold coming and then it goes back to warm just for one day and then back to like 20 degrees. I like the gradual stages of fall. Give me some hoodie weather. Give me like 50 degrees consistently. And you know what else? There's nothing more annoying than a 75 degree day where the sun sets at like 430. Like that just does not fit at all. It's annoying. You know, it's worse. It's like a 30 degree day when the sun when the sun sets at, at 430. Yeah, I'm it's not calling worse. for 30 degrees to be clear. I, I'm, I, just, I I'm just saying that it could be a lot worse. Uh, things we can agree on that are good. Today, there was news that minor league baseball players are going to get uh, housing. I'm going to read a tweet here from Chelsea James of the Washington Post says, quote, MLB announces its owners have agreed to provide housing for all minor leaguers except those with major league contracts or making more than six figures. Estimates that will be 90 percent, uh, estimates say that there'll be 90 percent of all minor leaguers at all levels. And here is one more tweet. There are uh, some of the things um, they have to be compliant with the whatever the housing kind of standards are. Bedrooms must contain a single bed per player, and there shall be no more than two players per bedroom. Accommodations must be furnished, with, um, and clubs will be responsible for basic utility bills and, uh, at club-provided living arrangements. Um, there's a couple other things, too. Um, but this is, this is really important. Uh, you know, and it's also a final thing. Players shall be entitled to, re- uh, to receive housing accommodations Anytime they are directed to report, will always retain the right to opt out of club-provided housing. So um, this is a huge step forward, right, for minor leaguers. I'm surprised that it didn't come in like a CBA-type situation where like the owners, because I mean, they're all a bunch of, you know, owners in every sport are very money-hungry dudes, uh, dudes and, and gals, both both uh, own teams. And they will use things like this as a negotiating tool sometimes. Uh, good on Major League Baseball and the owners for doing this. This is long overdue, but it is a step in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the living style and living standards of minor league baseball players have been, I think, well documented as you know a little more than subpar for a while now. It is quite hard to 
unless you're some minor league stud, unless you're Juan Soto just flying through the ranks and playing in the minor leagues is anything but temporary or Bryce Harper or anything like that. Going to the minor leagues is scary because you're playing for what is basically not a living wage. You're only getting paid in season. You're living in, I mean, I guess at least a place where the cost of living generally is not that high, though it varies. There's minor league baseball teams in places like Richmond. There's also minor league baseball teams in places like the middle of Iowa or upstate New York or, play, you know, not exactly a whole lot to do or see other than the team you're playing for. Right. You're kind of forced to just live in whatever small apartment you have. You're taking long bus rides. And it's anything but glamorous uh, as you take the road to the major leagues. And only the the top few percent uh, who emerge from that type of system actually make it to the major leagues. And they get the luxurious lifestyle. And so it's easy to glamour over minor league baseball teams who can't charge the same thing for ticket prices, can't charge the same in ad revenue, things like that. And the minor leagues get totally screwed. And it's kind of frustrating, I'm sure, to the minor league players, to fans of baseball to see the inequity in how that revenue is distributed. And so actually, you know, taking a step in the direction of providing housing and just making their lifestyle a tad more affordable. Again, it's not a full-on solution, but it's better than things were, I guess, 24 hours ago when this rule didn't officially exist yet. Yeah, it's important too, because this, you know, Major League Baseball has had so many negative news stories and, and they've, they have struggled with positive press. So this is an area that just quality of life type stuff is going to go up for minor league players, it's guys that we don't think about, you know, a, a whole lot. Um, and also think about too, like there are a lot of guys, I, I know that some of them are, you know, major league contracts, whatever, and some guys are in minor league contracts, but like there are guys who go up and down between places, right? It is a very unstable living situation. Um, kind of achieving your dreams is going to involve shifting from place to place, right? You know, from minor league to major league, minor league to major league, from minor league to minor league. Um, you know, it's, it's really rough. And so at least the, the, the very bare men on the league can do is provide, uh, you know, quality enough housing for people who are part of the sport. And I think that's just kind of the, the bottom line, uh, on that. Anything else before we move on, Dan? Well, it's, it's just frustrating because it's not as if it's some small business where you're like, well, where are they going right. to get the money to do this? Right. right. It's. The problem is it's an expense where there's no way that they can count. I think the owners probably look like this. It's an expense where there's no way to actually counteract the cost, right? It's just housing the players. I wouldn't say it's a sunk cost, but they kind of look at it that way, right? I mean, what is the, what's, what's going to tip the till, you know, for them to offset it. Now I would say they've got enough money to offset it as it is. Um, But I think that's kind of where they they get up, they get upset. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right, a uh, quick word from our sponsors here before we move on. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. Go to betonline today. They've got a new interface. You can go on your phone, you can go on your computer. You can sign up. It's easy to do. It's free to sign up. And upon your first deposit, if you use the promo code Locked On, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On, you'll receive a 50% deposit bonus today at betonline.ag. Once again, promo code Locked On. For a 50% deposit bonus today, bet online. It's where the game starts. All right, Dan. So tonight we do have the MVP finalists. And look, we're not going to debate, you know, it's not going to be a debate about who is going to win it. We'll know here pretty soon. But kind of it's one more revisiting of this Soto versus Harper thing. And 
I am of the opinion, and this is just not me as a Nationals podcaster, I am of the opinion that there are, there are legitimate arguments for both players. There is a path where, you know, like any of you all college football fans, when you see Gary Barta come out there and justify where Michigan and Michigan State are ranked, you're like, that makes no sense at all. That is no horrible justification. This is the opposite. This is, if somebody were to have to step out on the stage and say, we went with Juan Soto, here is why. We went with Bryce Harper, here is why. I think both are easily justifiable. Both guys are are deserving of, of an MVP award. Tough, they don't, you know, they only hand out one of them, so that's what makes it so difficult. But both guys are very much deserving. And it'll be noted if one of them comes up short that it was it was just short. And no, whoever wins, it was not a robbery. I'm sure some fans will feel that way. There's no way you could say this thing's a robbery either way. Yeah, no, I don't think it'll be a robbery. I'm sure fans in Philly or fans in Washington would disagree with that. I know the expectations, even since the season have ended, have heightened. Uh, it's been announced that Mike Schmidt will be presenting yeah. tonight's award. Which so might be kind of a little hint for uh, who's winning. Well, they've done this kind of thing before. You know, if you want to have suspense as to who's winning, don't pick the greatest player of all time from one of the franchises of the guy who's the odds-on favorite to win. So, right. you know, I don't know if that's something you should really announce. Maybe as you're announcing and be like, and here to present, Bryce Harper with the MVP award. Here's Mike Schmidt. And you're like, oh, what a cool moment. But no one knew yes. it. Instead, you're doing this thing where it's Also, like, hey, Mike, Mike Schmidt, Schmidt, a guy who openly said he believes Bryce Harper should be the MVP as well. So what are you going to do? You know, Mike Schmidt presents the award to Juan Soto. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't really make a whole lot of sense. Right. So, look, I hear you on the, the arguments for both sides thing. I think Juan Soto had an unbelievable season. This is not me being wearing the Homer glasses and saying, I, I couldn't see Soda wearing it. They both, you know, right fielders, star bats, and by the end of the season, I mean, the Nationals were much worse than the Phillies. They sold off, obviously, at the trade deadline. And it felt like the only reason why anyone would go to a Nationals game or tune into the Nationals, and I've talked to you about this a number of times, it's like, just bet, you know, get Juan Soto in the lineup and let's see him hit. I, I think said to you, if not on my podcast in general, by the end of the season, if I was Dave Martinez, I would have been batting the dude leadoff. Just get him as many at-bats as possible. What the hell? Like, no one's getting on base for him regardless. Just get him up to the plate. Get him hey, there are a few guys getting on base for him there at the end of the season. Don't don't discount Lane Thomas and Alcides Escobar. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, they did, a, they did a little bit of decent work for him. I'll be honest, Dan. It was not, it was not the offense that did the men in the end. It's those 42 bullpen losses that, you know, that's that's where the traction. The, you don't the, need to lecture you know, me on bullpen losses. I've seen more. Than no, that. but I'm saying they. they but I'm just saying I. I know the Nationals. Saying, saying, dreadful. Yeah, dreadful. nobody was watching the end of the year and was like, you know, it's a problem. You know, this offense. This this offense is the issue. I got gotcha. you. Well, anyway, I still would have gotten Juan Soto as many at bats as possible. I guess sure. you want to boost that RBI total for a while. There, it looked like Bryce Harper maybe would not be the MVP because he went through a cold stretch when he was battling back from injury, and then he also missed some games in there. But all of these guys have played more than enough games to be considered for to be considered for the MVP. Bryce Harper had the highest OPS in baseball, a 35 home runs. His RBI total for that reason was a little low, but it's not like any I am glad in a way that none of these guys were playing in the postseason not because not from a standpoint of well, three of baseball's biggest stars were not playing the playoffs. That is a bad thing, but I'm glad that I don't have to worry about as a say from a Phillies perspective that Bryce Harper is going to lose out to a guy who quote unquote led his team to October. Right. right. Like this is going to be literally just about the numbers. Three guys whose final day of the season was the final day of the regular season 
Are can we throw out Tatis? Like, can we? Yeah, can well, we it's funny because Tatis was the leader in the clubhouse. He would have been the odds-on favorite four months there. Like, right, he was I mean, the yeah. Guy. It, was, it was really late surges from Bryce and Soto that pushed this thing over the edge. I just think Soto's push was very, very strong. I think Bryce's actually happened to be a little bit better, which is incredible considering Bryce wasn't even an all-star and he finished with like the greatest numbers in total. I mean, he is the reason why the Phillies even finished with the winning record. Like there was really no, no reason for that other than, I mean, there were Zach Wheeler was Cy Young. But but he's not, it's every fifth day, right? You know, it's not an average. It's every fifth day. Although I, you know, I, I kind of, come back with that argument you know people say well the pitcher shouldn't win the mvp it's every fifth day but i would also argue that on those days he has five times the impact so you know what well it's the... I, I don't know about that i'm just saying bryce every single day i mean it felt like bryce bryce really is in the lineup day. every single day he's getting pitched around but the he was keeping walk. you guys in it you got he was keeping you guys yeah, in it by, every which day, is hard by himself and he would rake and right. it was like all right well bryce is gonna homer today his first inning at bats were appointment television it was like all right they're gonna try and get him out tonight He'll go yard, and then they'll start to dial it back. Guy was ridiculous on a tear. He was the best solo show in baseball mm-hmm. for the end of the summer through September. I think that's why he wins the MVP. But it's not as if if Dodo wins it, you're like I could sit here and be like, oh my god, they gave it to yeah. someone who was I, wasn't even close. I think the I think the best argument for Bryce, and I would totally accept it, is. Look, he was the one guy in the offense that was keeping this team. I mean, he kept them in it. He kept the def- I know it was obviously pitching too, but he offensively was so dominant and so good that the second half, he kept them in it. He kept them in the playoff hunt, and I think that should be noted. Juan didn't have that luxury. Um, I would say his argument is more, you know, look, the, the home run numbers, you know, Bryce got him beat by six, and RBI uh, Bryce uh, was down 11, but I don't think that that to me does not matter. Here's the one thing I think the case for Soto and like if you're looking for best statistical season, that's fine. A lot of people define value in different ways. I think if you want to make the argument for Juan Soto being, you know, like next year if he's the best player in baseball, which very well very well might might be, it's the K's, it's the K to walk ratio. So Juan this season, 145 walks to 93 K's. Bryce, 100 walks to 134 K's. Now not awful, not atrocious, not, not anything, but that just gives you an idea of how good Juan Soto was at getting on base. I mean, his second half on base percentage was above 500. Um, yeah. Barry Bonds, right? That's, that's what we're putting him at. It's kind Barry of the category. Bonds-esque. Yes. Very, very, it's very much, yeah, it's very much Barry Bonds esque, you know, and, and for him to, you know, hit 313 with a 465 on base percentage, no, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't slugging the way Harper was, and, and, and Harper had, you know, double the doubles that, that Juan had. Um, this year too. So no, you know, in slugging percentage, he gets beat and, and Bryce's hits, you can argue a bit more, you know, a bit more impactful when they did happen. But one is just a constant barrage of I'm on base. I'm on base. I'm getting important hits. I'm on base. I'm on base. That's kind of just how it went. Really quick question for you. Cause I was debating this with Ethan Smith from locked on pirates. I discussed this mm-hmm. in my own podcast. What are your thoughts on just MLB awards in general? Like we, isn't it kind of funny? So we have the Cy Young Award, Best Pitcher. Makes sense, right? We have the Hank Aaron Award, Best Hitter, but it's not held in the same regard as MVP and Cy Young. They announced it a week earlier. I don't think anyone remembers who most Who the won Hank the Aaron award this year? I don't even remember who won it this year. Ex- Bryce Harper did. Okay, so, so there you go. So here's my question. 
if we're acknowledging that Bryce Harper is the best offensive player in the National League, then is there something like how much does so this okay, actually <laughs> who, who wins the MVP? This is a great. How point. many things? So I think you could flip these. I would say like I think I think Juan Soto. And this is the best hitter, right? I think you could watch the season well, and say like offensive player. I I think I think I think Juan Soto fits that criteria. I think like when you watch him play, that's that's the, that's the even though he already lost. So if he, if if Harper won the Hank Aaron Award, theoretically the only thing that or I guess it, I understand okay, what you're saying. Best, let's call it best hitter. The only thing that could win Juan Soto the MVP at this point, if it's the same voters, would be if he did enough as like a base runner and a defensive player. Which how often are we seeing MVPs? Unless it's maybe a catcher, really based up or the guy is like the best center fielder in baseball. So here is the award list. Here's what it says: Hank Aaron Award is for the uh, annually the best overall offensive player or performer, each offensive performer each league. So I would say that's Juan Soto. I would say most valuable player. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna do number it, it, when these two things are this tight, right? Like Harper and Soto are this tight. I would say I want to put a little value in there, like. What Bryce was doing on a day-to-day basis, I know Juan didn't have the chance to do it, but Bryce actually had a chance to impact a race and kept his team in it a whole lot longer than they had any, any reason to be in it. So for that reason, I believe he is the most valuable player. But best offensive player? The best offensive player I watched this year was Juan Soto. In, in, and that's my honest opinion. So, so you would say that Harper should win the MVP, even though you, be, you believe that Juan yeah. Soto... Was the best offensive player in the National League? Yes, yeah. Bryce Harper should be the MVP because of where his team was. Where he well, well, yes, but that's because he positioned them there. If that makes so sense, so he positioned them there, but as a worse offensive player. Uh, no, worse is the wrong word. He was not. He's not as. I would say he's not, not as quite prolific. as good. Well, because here's the thing: one, what like one could hit one through four, and you're like, that makes sense to me, right? Now he's not going to hit with the same amount of power, obviously, but he is so well rounded. Like he is just unbelievably well rounded. Not saying there's not areas where Bryce is better than is not better than, but but Juan is better in more areas than Bryce. My, is. my overall point is this: I think we've reached a point in baseball, and especially if we go to the DH here, and we have guys like Otani with the Angels. DH, I, I know what we've debated this a million times. DH. If we're going to have guys like Otani with the Angels, and he's anywhere close to as good as he was on both sides of the ball this year. Then it just seems like Otani has like broken the award. Like he will always be your MVP in right. the American League. I understand. What okay. You mean, yeah. So here is my proposal to Major League Baseball. I want to know. I didn't. You know, someone who was smart would have gone back and researched this, but I can't imagine that in the history of the Hank Aaron Award, the winner of the Hank Aaron Award and the winner of the MVP are usually that different. If a pitcher is not getting it, how often would you guess? And again, we can look into this. That whoever wins the best overall offensive player for their league is not winning the MVP. Like, I I can't imagine it's that different. So my proposal is this. Just have, give the Hank Aaron Award the same importance the MVP has and announce that in the Cy Young on the same day because it's like the best pitcher, the best hitter, as opposed to doing this best overall player thing where people get annoyed that once every seven to eight years we give it to a pitcher, that Otani is now going to just win the award in the American League if he keeps this up. Doesn't it make sense that we're splitting offense and defense more than ever before just give we have separate awards, but yet we don't acknowledge one as much as the other. I think it's a fair point. I, I think it is a fair point. It, it's very much like the Maxwell Award and the Heisman Trophy, right? Maxwell Award is, I believe, like uh, the best player in college football, and Heisman's like most outstanding. It's like one of those two. Um, okay, so 
okay, what is the difference? Are we splitting right. hairs here right. on exactly this exactly. guy was the best I'm, player? I'm with I'm, I'm with you on this now, but but here's what I'm, but here's what I'm saying is I think in a case like this, there actually is a legitimate argument that they could be different. Like okay. I think, here, and, and this is so, so what I'm saying that. is this year is not a good example for like the these basically are the same award. I think this is a year where you look at it and you're like, this could be potentially an exception. I know, I know you're not buying it, but like I, I think I'm just could, not big. I'm not big on giving individual awards in baseball for the most part. I could see it in football. I, I, that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. That based upon how your team does, if Juan Soto, like Juan Soto, should not have have it held against him that his team sold at the deadline and his team was trash and his bullpen blew tons of leads when he was one of the most exciting at bats in all of major league. Like how is that one Soto? Because he didn't, did he somehow not do enough to get his team over the hump of what, how 63 wins, whatever it was. Totally fair. Totally fair. I just think Bryce is, I think, I think what Bryce meant to a potential playoff push when nobody else was around is really impressive. I think Juan I, also I, I, Juan's gonna walk a lot more in the second half because of the it's like okay we'll take our chances with Josh Bell, right? I, no, I, I do understand that numbers are going to be affected based upon your team, but I would just like look at the numbers and say this guy was the best offensive player or most outstanding, however you want to define it. I don't even know how yeah. like we're splitting hairs. Like to me, this is what it is. If you were having a fantasy baseball draft and you could time travel back to March, who and. I told you that all the pitchers are off the board. We're doing separate offensive and def- and pitching drafts. Who would be your number? And it was a National League only league. Who would be your number one pick? I don't know how stuff scored. It's, you, have, you have to learn how it scored. I don't play fantasy baseball. Okay, fine. Let's no, say explain you were to me. Ex- explain to me because okay. what's what's well, a walk word? Different... Well, it it actually depends on your league. So I'm realizing That's... maybe that wasn't the best. Thank example. you, thank you, sir. It depends yes, if on you're starting a team. Points, if you were starting a team, if you were starting a team this year and you had to pick a player, if you were starting a team and you knew yes, you were drafting for one year, a real major league baseball team, and I told you that we're going to do the drafts in four segments: National League offensive players, American League offensive players, National League pitchers, American League d- pitchers, and I told you, Josh Neighbors, we are up to the National League offensive players portion of the draft. This team will be the Washington Nationals for one year. Yeah. Who would you pick? I would pick Bryce because of what he does individually. As like the so then he, so then he's he's your Hank Aaron award. Yeah, he's your MVP. One, okay, so that's that's where we differ. On that, that's, you that's, answered that's my question. Well, no, because I know that he can do more because I'm getting more out of him individually than I am like, out of a team. Now, if I if it's like, hey, who would I rather you have? Don't know who else is on the team yet. You don't know who else is on the team. Right. Yet. This is the point. So the most valuable player. And your best offensive player, you're gonna want that guy because you don't know who else is on it yet. Yes, that's what that's why I'm and saying Bryce. That's what I'm same. saying Bryce. Yes, that's that's exactly what I'm saying Bryce. Okay, so then Bryce should win the award today. Yeah, that's what and I'm saying. I'm saying he should. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying he should. I think he, I think Bryce should be MVP. I 110. Well, I, I I I've been saying that the entire time. I believe. So Bryce let's let's split the awards. Uh, Give him Hank Aaron. And what about um? Were you fine last night with Corbin Burns? Yeah, I mean, he was who I had expected to win it. I was actually kind of surprised that Wheeler had finished finished ahead of Scherzer. I, I thought Scherzer might have I was been too, actually. Was close. Uh, it was in that mix. And this is, again, you know, people sit here and argue innings, sit here and argue things like FIP. I think overall he probably was the best pitcher in the National League. I, you know, I could pose the same question. If I was letting you draft National League pitchers this year, the way you have to look at it at is is – like when, when we decide things like how much time a guy has missed is if I could have told you go back in time, I want you want 
any pitcher in the National League, well, if you're okay with him, with not him specifically, but anyone missing X amount of games and you would still draft that guy first, then he should still be your Cy Young. I would have taken if you if you did the same thing we just did with, with offensive players. Yeah. I would have taken Max first because then he then he should be your vote for Cy Young. Well, well, vote. well. This this from the standpoint of like how many guys that you, like I mean that guy's been a horse forever. He rarely gets yeah, he hurt. Has. He rarely gets hurt. That's that's why. Okay, I so so, so you're putting appropriate value in that then. Yeah, but that's like before the season. That's why it's not like you know it's a little bit something different. Uh, all right, you well, want to do some off season you have, stuff? You, you have the ability to time travel. Why wouldn't you? Well, know. it's but it, no, but it's it's a do I know what's going to happen in the future, right? Do I do I know what the yes, results? Yes, you know, yo, the season, every single game in Major League Baseball plays out the exact same way. Okay, I would probably take Burns then for the whole, but like because I'm just saying I try. And he's your like, Matt, I mean, Max is Matt. Well, I'm. I would say if I was a team GM, I'd be like Max will give me 200 innings every freaking year, right? You know, it's like a basically just book it. Uh, well, and, and that's the value that innings pitch should hold. Like that, that's how I tend to look at these things. I probably right. my picks would be Harper and Burns. By the way, this is why this is why all these things need like they need criteria for them as opposed to like yeah, it's just like, like most, most outstanding uh, player, most outstanding player, most prolific player, right? The best and, player, the most and, uh, valuable player. And we start we, and we kill ourselves over the definitions. And I, I know Max didn't give you two hundred innings, but he got he got pretty close this year and and did not miss did not miss much time. He gave you thirty starts. That's more more of the point. Uh, all right, do you want to talk about some off season things here? I would love um, to. We do have to get to a break, though, right? We do, but it's a inserted break, so we'll just let that happen. <laughs> 